0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, an intimacy coach and psychologist, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet, one letter at a time. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet and to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice your relationships up and create that sizzling relationship you have always wanted through solid science, real life stories and interviews with an exact, exciting variety of sex experts we'll be talking to people from all walks of life ordinary people people who have a story to tell about sex people who are experts in some aspect of sex or sexuality psychologists coaches psychoanalysts philosophers doctors and scientists sometimes the show will be quite graphic Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you lasting satisfaction and joy. When we reach the end of the alphabet, we will start again, each time looking at different words and phrases, each time allowing us to expand our knowledge even further. I also write a weekly blog and a monthly newsletter called The A to Z of Sex. Each medium allows me to look at more terms and explore more strategies to increase sexual pleasure and to create that ideal intimate relationship. There is a workshop with the same title too to help you create your own sexual alphabet. I invite you to write in with your questions for me or for my guests to Dr. Lori Beth at A2Z of That's D-R L O R I B E T H at A. T-O-Z or Z-O-F-S-E-X dot com. Each week, I will make time to answer a question or two. This week, we start at the beginning with the letter A. A is for arousal, which is where sex begins. There is no sex without arousal. The definition of arousal is a state of alertness and readiness for action the physiological and psychological state of being awoken or sense organs stimulated to a point of perception. Arousal is necessary in all sorts of places. And in fact, you cannot act without being aroused at least physiologically. Because arousal is a physiological state, it can be perceived positively or negatively. When you are angry, you become aroused. Your body will display signs of arousal like a rise in temperature causing a red face, or a flush, or sweating, or your heart beating faster, for example. We become aroused when we are frightened as well. We are going to focus on sexual arousal, which is a specific type of arousal. And sexual arousal begins in the mind. Some of you might be thinking that you become aroused or attracted by looking at someone, not by thinking about the person. However, the eyes are part of the visual system, which is located primarily in our brains. When we become aroused, a variety of chemicals are released in the brain that create different reactions in the body. Arousal tenses the muscles, releases hormones, and helps us become physically and mentally ready for action. Think about when you've had an argument with a lover. When you've finally resolved things enough to go to bed, what is the sex like? Many people say that makeup sex is the best sex. This is probably because they're already at a high state of arousal before they even head to the bedroom. Sometimes people are surprised by how aroused they can become just by thinking of a lover. The more you focus when you think about your lover, the more intense the arousal can be. Try this experiment with your lover. Agree a plan for a hot erotic tryst at least three days in the future. Each day leading up to the tryst, Spend 30 minutes thinking about and fantasizing about your lover. Just before you get together, spend 15 minutes thinking about your lover in detail. For many people, this acts like extended foreplay, and by the time they get together, they are already extremely aroused and the sex is explosive. What do I mean when I say thinking about In this case, I want you to start reminiscing about how your lover looks. Bring to mind every detail you can muster. How does she look in clothing? How does he look when he's naked and slightly sweaty? Think about his smile or her tears. What does her face look like when she has a little secret? Or his face when he's planning some mischief? Then think about how your lover sounds. Bring to mind his voice when he's telling you how he feels about you. Bring to mind his voice when he's in the midst of passion, as he reaches orgasm, or when he's sad and at his most vulnerable. Then think about her scent. What does she smell like when she has just walked out of the shower? What does she smell like when she has just woken up or finished exercising? Then think about her taste. Her kiss in the morning, that place on her neck, the taste of her juices, or even her tears. Finally, how does he feel? The texture of his hair, the feel of the skin on the back of his hands, the feel of the skin on the underside of his penis, or on his bum. Is his bum soft and smooth, or is it hairy? What about the feel? Of the hair on his legs, or the roughness of his beard. All of our senses can trigger off arousal. Smell is one of the quickest triggers for arousal, and also for being turned off, because smell can also trigger disgust. When you have to be separated from your beloved, smelling his shirt can bring you close and create arousal while he's away. How many of you sleep with a piece of a lover's clothing when you're separated? This was one of the things that made it possible for me to manage almost six years of long-distance relationship. For me, smell is definitely an intense trigger. If I was upset and I was away from my now husband, just smelling his t-shirt could calm me down. If someone smells wrong, I cannot be intimate with him or with her. This isn't about being unwashed. It's about smelling wrong. Sometimes that could be because a person hasn't showered in too long. Other times the person might be unwell and I'm actually smelling their illness. And sometimes I just don't like his smell. I actually ended an engagement because the man smelled wrong. And no matter what I did, I couldn't get past his smell. He was a lovely man in so many other ways, but I couldn't have sex with him. Research done in Japan has found that floral and herbal scents impacted sexual arousal. The sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems react differently to different scents. Some scents were stimulating, and others were relaxing. If you want to stimulate, try breaking out ylang-ylang, incense, or wearing a jasmine scent. I know that I quickly associate a perfume or scent with someone who wears it so that whenever I smell that scent, I think of the person. Sometimes this can be a problem. If your former lover wore a particular scent and your new lover wears it, you might find yourself reacting negatively to your new lover. The sound of someone's voice can also cause intense arousal. There is nothing like a man who has a lot of bass in his voice to make my knees buckle and set my juices flowing. Barry White would set me off, and it mattered not that I didn't find him visually attractive. All I needed was the sound of his voice. Flavors can cause arousal. The taste of your lover can cause high levels of arousal, or cause sex to come to a grinding halt. Brushing your teeth is essential, not just for the smell of your breath, but also the taste of your kiss. And of course, touch is the easiest way to create arousal. Varied types of touch create varied intensity of arousal. It's interesting to note that when you're already aroused, you will find certain types of touch arousing that you might not if you were not yet aroused. For example, some people find being bitten arousing only when they are already highly aroused, and when they're not, being bitten just hurts. Now, this could be because endorphins have already been released. And so the bite doesn't actually feel like pain, but rather like a firmer touch. But this is unclear. We just know that depending on what your level of arousal is, the type of touch that feels good can change. There are people who find light touches annoying rather than arousing. And there are others who find feather-like, t- feather-like touches incredibly arousing. It's important to note how many different ways there are to stimulate arousal, especially if you have difficulty with sexual arousal, and this is causing sex to be either awkward or painful. There are some women who have trouble switching off their brains and relaxing, and they can find that the beginning of sexual experience can be difficult. If you take time and use as many methods of arousal as possible, it's far more likely that this will ease more quickly. This can be a problem for men as well. How can you tell if your partner is aroused? Well, hopefully he or she will tell you, but you can observe it as well. For both sexes, pupils will dilate if someone is aroused or even interested. This is an unconscious response, and it's reliable enough that it is being used in research on arousal now to tell if somebody's aroused by a sexual image and to measure sexual orientation. There are other things that can cause pupil dilation, like some drugs and medications, So you cannot assume that because someone's pupils are dilated, when they're looking at you, they're aroused by you. However, if his pupils dilate as you are looking at each other, this is a pretty solid indicator of arousal. For women, blood will engorge a variety of areas on her body and they'll swell a bit. So her lips may become swollen. Her nipples become swollen. Her vaginal lips and her clitoris will also swell. This is true for men as well. If you look closely, you can see that lips will swell, nipples will swell, and of course his penis will swell. These areas will also feel hotter to the touch. Both men and women also flush, but it's sometimes easier to see this on a woman. Look at a woman's chest, which is the first indicator. A woman's scent changes and will become deeper. A man's scent will change and become more musky. He will develop an erection and her clitoris will swell and harden. And as some of you may already know, the clitoris is made of erectile tissue, very similar to the penis. Her vagina will lubricate. There are a variety of reasons that a woman's vagina will not lubricate. These run from being physically ill to being postmenopausal. So it's essential to remember that communication is the only way to find out for sure about your partner's level of arousal. So this means just because your partner is still dry and is not lubricating as quickly does not mean she's not turned on by what you're doing. The same is true for the lack of an erection. Both men and women can suffer from performance anxiety. Certain medications cause erection to be more difficult to achieve. And there are also medications that help make erection easier to achieve. Communication with your partner before sex is the only way to make sure that you have all the information you need to be able to make arousal the likely outcome. What happens when arousal is just not happening? You know that you're attracted to the person, but your body is not cooperating. The first question to ask yourself, is this something that happens all the time or something that happens rarely? If it's something that happens rarely, then attribute it to stress or feeling under the weather and don't spend too much time worrying about it. Everyone is allowed an off night, and if you focus on it too much, you will increase the probability of it happening again. If it happens a lot, then you must ask yourself another question. Does this happen only with this person? If you're in a monogamous relationship, you can still answer this question. If you think of somebody else, will you still feel no response? Be honest with yourself. If it happens only with this person, chances are it has something to do with the relationship. And the place to start looking to change things is in the relationship and your feelings about the relationship. Arousal can be far more difficult when there's stress in a relationship. If it is all people, then you should be thinking about a couple of areas. Are you well physically? Are you taking medication that might affect libido? For example, some antidepressants affect libido. Some blood pressure medications affect libido. Or are you depressed? To figure out if you're depressed, try my trick and my quick and dirty depression test. This is based on the work of Aaron Beck. Question number one. Do you feel negative about yourself most days? Question number two. Do you feel negative about the world most days? Question number three. Do you feel negative about the future most days? If you answer yes to all three questions, you are clinically depressed and you really should seek some help with a qualified therapist. If you answer yes to all three questions, but only some of the time, I'd still recommend seeking out some help. If you're having temporary problems, then anxiety will make things worse. So sometimes it's best to take the focus off trying to create arousal and to spend your time enjoying relaxed company with your partner. The more of this you can do, the more likely that arousal will increase or return without any further intervention. If this isn't working, it's time to talk with an intimacy coach or relationship coach or therapist. Here are some of my favorite strategies to increase arousal. First, use as many senses as possible. Make sure you smell great. Make sure the environment smells great. People often forget about environment. The environment being uh, smelly in a negative way or um, incredibly dirty can be an arousal killer in a heartbeat. So don't forget to look at the environment when you're looking at ways to increase arousal. Do be careful about artificial scents as some people have allergies. So putting on your favorite perfume can really backfire spectacularly. Make sure your skin is soft. Wear fabrics that are sensual. Leather feels sensual and also smells sensual. Fur can feel fantastic, and silk is fantastic for sensuality as well. But again, remember that some people are offended by leather and fur clothing. So make sure you know if your prospective lover is one of them. That way you avoid a quick failure. Have music on that is conducive to eroticism. For some people, this is R&B. And for others, it might be heavy metal. Just make sure you know what your potential lover enjoys and finds sexy. Plan a light snack and include chocolate as this certainly raises endorphins. You probably noticed that all of these things rely on you communicating with your partner so you know what to choose and what's likely to work and what isn't. I will repeat this over and over again. Communication is the most essential tool when it comes to having a fantastic sexual relationship. Second strategy, seduction is the art of creating arousal. I've noticed that one of the things that many couples stop doing when they've been together a while is seducing each other. It's like they tend to assume that they'll have a sexual experience, so they stop doing all the things that they did at the beginning to seduce their partner into the bedroom. If you want to reinvigorate your sexual life, go back to a full-blown seduction of your partner. So for me, a full-blown seduction starts well before the date. Write your lover, text her or sext her, telephone and talk to her. Ask her about the things she enjoys. Tell her what you enjoy sexually. Tell her what you've been thinking about recently. Maybe your last fantasy about her or your last dream. Make sure to ask her what the no-go areas are, what she doesn't enjoy at all or anymore. Send her a present that speaks to her senses to increase the seduction. So traditionally, we use flowers or perfume or candy. But you can think outside the box and send herbs and spices to cook with, a piece of clothing made from silk or cashmere because the texture is enticing, an image that's exciting, a movie that might be a turn-on, or music that inspires sensuality. The more of yourself you put into the gift, the better. Most of all, spend time giving her your undivided attention. That's the most seductive thing of all. Listening to somebody completely, giving them the space to tell you a story, putting your complete full focus on them is incredibly seductive. The third technique, I call this let's talk about sex, 20 questions for lovers. In order to do this, you need to clear some time to talk with your lover, get some paper and pens or your keyboard and computer or use your texting fingers to write replies, whatever you need to be able to write down the questions and write down the replies. I suggest that you do no more than two questions in one session. It's better to write your answer down and then share them with each other before having a discussion. Good communications need to be in place. Listen to your partner without interruption. Be non-judgmental. So even if the act your partner brings up is not your thing, Don't act dismissive, disgusted, judgmental, or put your partner down in any way. Be respectful to each other. Read the question, write your response, and then take turns sharing responses. And feel free to abandon the activity if you become aroused and want to engage in some of the things you've been talking about. If you know the answers to these questions already, or to some of them, vary the question. So if, for example, you know your partner's bisexual, instead of asking if they ever slept with someone of the same sex or gender, ask something about about sleeping with someone of the same sex or gender, so what they like to do with that person of the same sex or gender. So here are the questions. Question one, what is the most sensitive part of your body? Question two, what is your favorite fantasy? Describe it in detail. Question three, have you ever been caught masturbating And what was your response? Question four, have you had an experience with someone of the same sex or gender? If so, describe the two best parts of that experience. Question five, if you could have one sexual wish come true, what would that wish be? Question six, have you ever had sex in a public place? Did you get caught and what happened? Was it exciting? Question seven, please tell me about your most embarrassing sexual experience. Question eight, what is one thing you've not tried but would love to try? Question nine, where would you rather go with me to a strip club or a porn film in a cinema, why? Question 10, do you prefer to watch or be watched? Question 11, Oral sex or sex using your hands and fingers only? Why? Question 12. Have you ever had anal sex? This includes anybody playing with your anus and does not have to mean ass fucking. What was it like? Did you enjoy it at all? Did you hate it? Did you love it? Would you like to try it again? Question 13. What is your favorite part of a man's body? Now, even straight men can answer this question. Some of them will tell you their favorite part of their body. Question 14. What's your favorite part of a woman's body? Again, even straight women can answer this question. Question 15. What is your favorite sexual position and why? Question 16. If we were to have a threesome, would we have one with another man or another woman or try both and why? What do you think would be fun about each choice? Question 17. How old were you when you first had sex? Describe the experience. Question 18. What sex toys do you enjoy using and why? If you've never used sex toys before, what have you always wanted to try? Question 19. What's the most intense sexual act you've ever tried and would you do it again? Question 20. What's the one thing you would like to do with me that we have not done before? Finally. Make sex off limits for a couple of weeks and limit yourself to kissing only or non-erotic massages only or both. The tension is likely to increase when you have taken sex off the table and this will often encourage arousal. It's also fun to do even when arousal isn't an issue just to increase the level of sexual tension. It will heighten the sexual arousal and then heighten any sexual contact that you have and even some non-sexual contact. People often talk about... um having an orgasm having only touched hands or or having an orgasm during fantasy without actually touching themselves when they have been being denied sexual contact for a period of time so everything becomes more intense and more exciting and it's a nice way to reinvigorate your sexual relationship i come back again to communication and that one of the best ways to increase and encourage arousal is to actually talk about sex with your partner. Now, many people find this really difficult. Sometimes it's because they feel embarrassed. Other times they're afraid of what their partner's responses are going to be. If you're one of these people and you find it difficult to talk, start by writing instead of talking or sit down and actually record something for your lover that you can play to them. And that way you don't have to try and find your words when Tensions are high, um, and you're anxious about their response. Thanks for joining me this week for the A to Z of Sex. Please write in with your questions to Dr. Lori Beth at a to z of sex That's D R L O R I B E T H at A T O Z O fsex.com for the Americans z is z and visit both my websites www.a to zofsex.com and www.the-intimacy-coach.com to learn all about alternative sexual choices types of sexual relationships and learn to sizzle and create that ideal lasting intimate relationship that you have wanted. For a free 30-minute consultation with me, head over to www.a2zofsex.com and click on the button that says Book Now. Please join me next week for the letter B. I look forward to seeing all of you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of Sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.a to z of sex.com. That's A T O Z O F S E X subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.